Hello! Today's audio was probably the last radio programme to have kept me waiting in my car, not wanting to get out until this had finished. Though it might also have been raining at the time, and I've not owned a car since. That was back in 2007, a few years after the UK passed the Serious Organised Crime Act. Amongst other things, the Act requires anybody wishing to protest outside Parliament first do some police paperwork. What follows is a tale of the comedian Mark Thomas doing police paperwork. But trust me, it's worth it. Sorry, we're just doing a bit of Radio 4. Oh, yeah, yeah. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank Could you. Could you tell us what you've got on your sign? I'm saying that we just need to be careful, we need to recycle. As you can see, I've gone for the very minimal uh, placard, uh, just saying, say yes to placards made from 100% recycled material, which this definitely is. Hi, I'm Mark. Thank you for coming along. Tonight's show is about obsessiveness and the Serious Organised Crime and Police Act. The bit of the law that was introduced in 2005 uh, that was designed to get Brian Hoare, the peace campaigner, out of Parliament Square. The law says, as soon as this law is given the royal assent and passed, anyone wishing to demonstrate in Parliament Square and its environs needs to get permission uh, from the police prior to demonstrating. And anyone who doesn't can be arrested. Now, that was brought in. Brian Hoare's lawyers were brilliant. They went to court and they argued, well, you see, you see Your Honour, the thing is, the law says that as soon as the law becomes law, uh, then anyone wanting to demonstrate needs to get permission. However, Brian Hoare has been demonstrating prior and continuously <laughs> from the law becoming law. Therefore, it doesn't apply to him. And some batty old judge went, no, you're absolutely right, it doesn't. <laughs> And so, from its very inception, the law was flawed and challengeable. Meanwhile, the rest of us have to get permission if we wish to demonstrate in Parliament Square and its environs. So, what counts as a demonstration? According to the police, one person with a banner in Parliament Square is a demonstration and you need to get permission, in effect a licence to demonstrate from the police. My friend Sean, who's lovely, she's like an anarchist Mary Poppins, <laughs> uh, because she wears all these lovely sort of like old Edwardian sort of dresses, but they're all pink with anarchist A's around them, and she was having a picnic in Parliament Square. And the police came up to her and go, right, move, or we're going to have to arrest you for having an illegal demonstration. She said, nah, picnic. <laughs> the police say, nah. Illegal demonstration. Sean says, doilies, tea kettle. <laughs> Picnic. Police say cake and point to one of her Victoria sponges. One of her Victoria sponges has the word peace iced upon the cake. And the police deemed her cake to be a political cake. <laughs> and that she therefore required six days prior permission from the police before exposing said cake via the Tupperware seal to the public arena. <laughs> I thought, any law that means that we can be arrested over a cake, we must play with. <laughs> but rather than just go, boo to your law, we defy you, and get arrested and all of that, why don't we try a sort of British way of doing it? And sort of go, right, oh, we need permission. Right, oh, let's apply. <laughs> so I started to apply for permission to demonstrate last year. My first demonstration, I get a letter back from the police and it reads, Dear Mr Thomas, I, Superintendent Terry, do hereby authorise your demonstration, calling for the abolition for the need to get authorisation for demonstration. 
And I thought, we can play. So I started to go along to Charing Cross Police Station where they have the special events unit. And I've started to apply for more demonstrations. And I've got to know this police officer called PC Paul McAnally really very well over the past sort of nine months. Um, I wouldn't say we were mates, um, but we might play football Christmas Day. <laughs> I go into Charing Cross Police Station with my forms to have the demonstration and see PC Paul McAnally. Right, Mark, let's have a look. What have you got here? You want a demonstration to defend surrealism. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I can have a demonstration about anything I like. Indeed, you can. I just didn't know surrealism was under threat. I said, it is. He said, how so? I said, because we have a government of paradox. We have a government that seeks peace through war and protects civil liberties by eroding them. This is a paradox. This is absurdism. Absurdism is the enemy of surrealism. Ergo, surrealism is under attack. <laughs> I said, I wish I'd never asked. <laughs> Three days later, I'm at the Hay on Wye Literary Festival. And you know what I'm telling you is true because I've just admitted to being at the Hay on Wye... <laughs> The phone goes. I pick it up. Hello, Mark. It's PC Paul McAnally. Just to phone up to let you know that we're giving you permission to go ahead with your defence of surrealism demonstration. Oh, that's fantastic. Are there any conditions imposed upon the demonstration? Because the police can impose conditions. They can limit the number of people on the demonstration, the number of banners, and also the size of the banners. So they could say, two of you, one of them, two inches. <laughs> Bigger banners now. <laughs> I said, are there any conditions imposed upon the demonstrations? He said, no. Were you expecting any? I said, no, no, no. I was just asking. He said, the police on the day can impose conditions on the demonstration if, during the defence of surrealism, you do anything silly. <laughs> we had a great day. It was a fantastic day. Uh, we got in contact with some of the um, relatives of the original founders of the British Surrealist Art Movement and said, can you come along? And they said, no, we can't come along ourselves, but we'll send some objects to represent ourselves. <laughs> so we're standing in Parliament Square with an onion and a pair of socks. <laughs> and we've got all these Surrealist banners. Not meaning much yet. <laughs> what do we when what? <laughs> And I'm beginning to enjoy myself. Because the zone that this area applies to isn't just Parliament Square. It's much bigger than you think. It covers three London bridges going across the Thames. It goes across Hungerford Bridge, down the side of the South Bank, catches Jubilee Gardens, catches the big Ferris wheel, goes past the aquarium, past Westminster Bridge, catches St Thomas's Hospital, goes along the embankment, nips up Lambeth Palace, where the bishops hang out, over Lambeth Bridge, catches the MI5 building, goes up Horsefree Road, does the Horsefree Road Magistrates' Courts, catches Channel 4, carries on going up the Broadway, does New Scotland Yard, nips in St James's, goes up Horseguards Road, carries down the top to Northumberland Avenue, up to Hungerford Bridge. Quite a large area. And so I thought I want to demonstrate there. So I go along and see PC Paul McAnally. Right, Mark. You want to demonstrate on Hungerford Bridge. Why do you want to demonstrate on Hungerford Bridge? Well, it's in the area. I know that, but what are you demonstrating about? I want to abolish footbridges. Well, want to abolish footbridges for... I want to encourage swimming. 
And what are you going to do by way of your demonstration? I'm going to stand in the middle of the bridge and I'll hand out one leaflet, because handing out one leaflet counts as a demonstration. It does indeed! It does indeed, but do you realise I'm going to be generating more paperwork than you're going to be handing out? <laughs> Were you aware of that? Yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> So then, me and my friend Tracy Mobley, who's an artist, we go down and start applying for stuff together. And PC Paul McAllen goes, right, you two, inside, please, quick. Into the interview room. Right, let's have a look at yours. You want to revive the Twinkie Parm. <laughs> Fine. Because he's kind of getting used to us now. He goes, right, let's have a look at yours, Mark. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> You want a demonstration calling for the immediate sacking of Superintendent Terry? <laughs> yeah, I do. You want to sack my direct superior? Yeah, I do. I've got to go and ask him <laughs> if he'll give you permission to call for him to be sacked. Yeah, that, that would appear to be... Why do you want to sack him? Well, because of his implementation of the Sokpa law. We think it's in a particularly draconian fashion. Any police officer would implement the law in exactly the same fashion. No, other police officers would implement the law in a more liberal way. Who? Who would you have him replaced with? You. We want you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so he leaves... And suddenly this door opens, boom, and in walks Superintendent Terry, a man bigger than I'd imagined. <laughs> He's holding my form and he walks right up to me and goes, this is genius, Mark, how can I turn this down? Well done. <laughs> so anyway, it then occurred to me that if one person needs to get permission to stand with one banner, what happens if a lot of one people, wishing to demonstrate about a lot of individual issues, want to stand with their one banners at the same time and apply to stand at the same time? What happens if we have a mass loan demonstration, as it were? <laughs> Would the police be able to have the bureaucracy, the paperwork, the efficiency and the procedures in place to deal with this frankly Daily Mail type behaviour? <laughs> the short answer is no. A hundred and fifty of us descended upon Charing Cross Police Station with our forms, each armed with individual requests for permission for demonstrations. We take over the whole of the antechamber there. The cops are in absolute meltdown about it. They say, what are you doing? We all want to demonstrate. What about individual things? Yeah, all individual stuff. Well, if you want to demonstrate individually, why are you all doing it together? We get lonely. <laughs> PC Paul McAnally is on holiday. <laughs> My friend Sean, she turns up to the police station with her application iced upon a large Victoria sponge. <laughs> it takes two hands to take it in. The cops see it and go, no. Yeah. No. Yeah, it doesn't say anywhere in the law that it's got to be written on paper. Oh. Then this happens. A woman walks into the room and gives the police officer a form and the cop goes, I'm sorry, love, I can't read this, so this handwriting's illegible. What's going on? I am a spirit medium. <laughs> and I have channelled the ghost of former Prime Minister Sir Winston Churchill who wishes to demonstrate against this draconian imposition on spontaneous freedom of speech. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay. 
the trouble is I can't read this to process it. If, if I've got this right, this is Winston Churchill's handwriting, isn't it? Through me, in ectoplasmic form, yes. <laughs> OK, how about this as a solution? I'll go and get a new form. You summon up Sir Winston. I'll sit here with form and pen. You get Winston to talk me through it. I'll write it down in a legible hand and see if I can process it and facilitate your legal right for normal peaceful protest. All right? <laughs> Winston! <laughs> They're having a seance! <laughs> Central London Police Station in order to give a ghost permission to demonstrate. <laughs> and he got it. <laughs> Come the day of the demonstration. There's 150 of us out there on Parliament Square. And it's amazing because people are demonstrating about very serious issues and they're not so serious. And for me, the event was summed up by looking up at one point and there's a woman with a big banner saying, Free Palestine! Next to a bloke with free chocolate for the unemployed. <laughs> And it was just fantastic. What was great was that it wasn't the normal suspects, really. It was also, there's one woman who looked like she'd just finished work. She looked like she was a teacher. She looked quite angry. If you drew her, you'd draw fizzy lines coming out of her head. And she was standing there with a banner, just standing, sticking it out, and the banner just said, for goodness sake, stop putting bits in cheese. <laughs> And I, I said, chives? She said, that's just the start of it. <laughs> Can you tell us what your banner says? Snails for peace. Snails for peace. I thought I had a kind of picture. The picture is of the esteemed actress Dame Judi Dench. And, so you've um, got Judi a dame not in my name. Yeah. What is your worst name? It's Restore the Roman Empire, more aqueducts for London. He says, sometimes I just like holding placards. Pan, cheese and onion crisps, they smell horrible. So then we decide to have our mass loan demonstrations every month. And we have them now on the third Wednesday of every month. You're welcome to come along. And the second mass loan demonstration we had, we thought what we'll do is we'll have a demonstration on one subject from 6 till 6.30. And when we hit 6.30, we'll put down the banner, pick up a new banner with a new cause, new slogan, new campaign upon it, and demonstrate on that from 6.30 through to 7. Thus requiring two licences. <laughs> Get down to Charing Cross Police Station. PC Paul McAnally is back from holiday. Nice try, Mark, but it's not going to work. We regard this as a static demonstration because you remain in one place. Therefore, regardless of the fact that you change the object of what you're demonstrating about or the cause or your policies, you are in one place. You therefore only require one licence. Nice try, but it's not going to fly. If it was that you were moving around the area... <laughs> A few weeks later, I arrived back at Charing Cross Police Station. Mark, what can I do for you? I've got 21 forms wishing for 21 demonstration applications. 21 forms, that's right. 21 permissions to demonstrate. They're all for me. All for you. That's right. They're all at different places. You said if I moved around the zone, I would need different licences. So I'm demonstrating in 21 different places, 10 minutes demonstration outside each place, and then 10 minutes travelling time to the next place. Different location, different banner, different issue, different cause. Therefore, need 21 licences. You better come into the interview room. <laughs> 
he starts going through it, going, right, this one, oh no, this one's Charing Cross, that's us. This one's Belgravia Police, this one's Lambeth Police, this one's Park Police, oh gee, oh. Ah, you're back on Hungerford Bridge, Mark. What do you want this time? I want a troll, of course you do. <laughs> Let's have a look at this one. Gordon Brown, burn everything before the Tories get back in. <laughs> right, let's have a... Oh, we could be in trouble on this one. I said, what's the matter? He said, it's Channel 4. I said, that's my demonstration. Big Brother is shit. He said, hey. I said, factually, I'm not in error. He said, factually, you're not. <laughs> He said, but your use of language could get you into trouble because someone could describe it as offensive. And if someone went to a police officer and said, I find that offensive, then the police officer would have to arrest you. I said, could we change it perhaps? He said, ah, that's the trouble, Mark. Profanity is subjective. <laughs> One man's shit is another man's crap is another man's poo. <laughs> Did Yoda say that? <laughs> So anyway, I said, well, if we're in trouble there, we could be in trouble on the next one. And he goes, right, let's have a look outside the Department of Health. I don't see anything wrong with that. I said, no, you haven't read it properly. And he goes, oh. <laughs> we demand that Patricia Hewitt stop speaking like a patronising <laughs> I said, would it help if I called her a bastard? He said, I don't think so, Mark. He said, but you've got to go away and work that out. I've got enough trouble as it is. I've got a lot of work to do. I've got to negotiate with four different police forces. I've got to talk to the Royal Parks Police, and then I've got to talk to the lawyers, because I've got to see whether the parks bylaws are actually compatible with the Human Rights Act, and whether I can turn you down or whether they can turn you down. I've then got to phone up the people whose private property you wish to demonstrate on, and find out whether they're going to give you permission. And if they're not going to give you permission, are they going to try and charge you for trespass if you attempt to? And if you are going to try and do it, have I got the right to deny you this opportunity to protest and is incoherent with the human rights law? I've got a lot of work and a short time to do it in. I said, you know, I am sympathetic to your plight. You can see my first demonstration, Parliament Square, reduced police paperwork. <laughs> Come the day when we have 21 demonstrations, the police have given me permission to travel with my friend Sam, who is my banner caddy. <laughs> Because we had so many banners, I thought we need someone to carry the banners, like in a golf caddy, do you know what I mean, in a bag. And Sam would just walk behind me, with that, just holding on to Ah, sir, Downing Street, you'll need a bugger Blair banner. Thank you. <laughs> May I say you waved that very well, sir. Thank you, Samuel. Come, Patricia awaits. <laughs> But on the day, this is just true, not affectation in any way, we just don't know anyone who plays golf. So what happens, I got into a little bit of trouble with my wife because it was her turn to take the children out, and once she'd left the house, she'd taken the children out, and I emptied our wheelie bin out in the front garden, gave it a quick spray with the Dettol, put all the stuff in, got the stencils, completely resprayed it with slogans and different colours, and took the wheelie bin out with all the banners in it. And I also glued our permission from the police on the inside of the lid of the wheelie bin. Right, so if we got stopped at any point, Sam could just lift it and go, gaze into the bin of permission. <laughs> so we set off, right? There's Sam in a white overall with the word banner caddy on the back. My friend Tony with a white overall with timer on the back, and he's got a big clock and a clipboard. And me, best suit, high-vis jacket, protester, and the wheelie bin. <laughs> We get to Parliament Square and we had just forgotten that that day, the day we had cleared it to do our demonstration, was the same day that the anarchists had called for a demonstration in Parliament Square to sack Parliament. <laughs> <laughs>
And they hadn't got permission. That's the anarchist for you. <laughs> so there's about 80 anarchists in Parliament Square saying they're going, boo. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but that's roughly the gist. <laughs> boo. And about 800 police officers. And we're in the middle going, reduce police paperwork. <laughs> We finish and head straight to Portcullis House, which is the office that the MPs work from. We get there, there is a line of police officers in front of the building guarding them. Sam goes, here's the banner, Mark. I pick up the banner. Tony goes, don't lift that banner up. We're two minutes too early. You lift that banner up, you're breaking the law. Keep your face down. So I keep the banner face down, looking at the police officers. They're looking at us, we're looking at them. Sam goes, stay in the zone! <laughs> the police start going, there's something going on here, isn't there? Because some of them are detectives. <laughs> Keep your face down, 30 seconds, stay in the zone! Keep your concentration, I'm there. 10, 9, the cops go, bunch up, bunch up, it's going to kick off. 7, 6, bunch up, link arms. From, I lift the banner up. We demand that MPs only have one job. They can't do the job they got properly. Why should they be able to take other ones? They should resign from all their executive and non-executive directorships and give all the money they get for those jobs to this cop here who looks like he could do with it. <laughs> and the cop goes, thanks. <laughs> We finish there, straight onto Hungerford Bridge. Trolls! We want trolls! These goats come over here from Poland, nicking our jobs. These goats take our women, wouldn't happen with the trolls. So, finish that, straight onto the South Bank, where we're having a demonstration to ban static mimes. <laughs> So we do that when we do the aquarium, we do uh, St Thomas Hospital, then we nip over the bridge and we do MI5. We're outside the MI5 building with a big banner demanding that MI5 erect a sign saying MI5. <laughs> because they've got nothing out there that tells anyone who they are and I don't think they're getting all their post. <laughs> Come on, lads, we're fighting a war on terror. Now's not the time to drop the ball on communication. <laughs> Straight up to Channel 4, Big Brother is shit, and we've got a little banner saying, not very good. <laughs> so Tony and Sam are either side, and if they see anyone who they think will take offence, they shout, none, and I cover it up. <laughs> we then move from there, what do we do? We, oh, we did New Scotland Yard. I uh, get to New Scotland Yard, you know, the whirling Toblerone at the top, and Sam just goes, before we get going, just want to say, don't shoot, thanks a lot. <laughs> now, <laughs> Gives me the banner, up we go, we demand Commissioner Blair resign! Commissioner Blair resign! Commissioner Blair resign! Who do we want as Commissioner? PC Paul McAnally! <laughs> Finish there, uh, nip round to Westminster Abbey. God's dead, shut the Abbey. Finish there. <laughs> We then go on to finish with our last demonstration in Parliament Square, and there is chaos ensuing. There are cops everywhere, there's riot horses, there's flashing fluorescent jackets, there's lights, there's sirens, there's badges, there's cars, there's wailing, there's banners being lifted up, there's people being carted away, and we walk towards it, Sam, Tony, myself and the wheelie bin, and the cop just goes, right, stay exactly where you are. Sam goes, gaze into the bin of permission. <laughs> And the police officer goes, right, I oh, know, I do know about you, Mark. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> he says, the thing is, is this. 
He says, as you can see, we've got an ongoing incident over there. And the problem is, is you might go over there and incite something, or you might go over there and get dragged into something. And all I'm saying to you is, if I was you, if I was in your shoes, I'll come back and demonstrate on another day. I said, but I've got permission from the police to demonstrate, and now the police are telling me I can't demonstrate. He said, no, I'm just saying, if I was in your shoes, I'd come back and demonstrate on another day. I said, all right, if you were in my shoes, what would you, as me, say to you in response to what you, as you, have just said? <laughs> I would ask if I could talk to the senior officer in charge of the <laughs> and see if I could negotiate a facilitation of my legal right to demonstrate. I said, would you mind doing that? Yeah. <laughs> so he comes back with a bloke in charge, and who is genuinely absolutely huge. <laughs> I mean, seriously huge, but incredibly friendly in the way that people in power are friendly. Just, hello, how are you? Could have you killed. Hi, lovely. <laughs> lovely to see you. This one, just kidding, welcome. So, he said, what can I do for you, Mark? I think I know. You want to demonstrate? I said, yes. He said, your problem is this. He said, I've got a good 80 to 90% of the police officers in Parliament Square working today who are all from forces outside of London. Your problem is that lot don't know the law. <laughs> your problem is the cops. I said, right. He said, you're going to go over there, you're going to go, hey, with me, banner, and they're going to go, right, you're nicked, you'll go, no, I've got permission. They'll go, I don't know nothing about no permission. They'll chuck you in the back of a van, you end up the day in the cells, I get hit with an unlawful arrest suit, you don't want it, I don't want it, how do we solve it? I said, well, he said, I think I've cracked it. These two officers here, I'm assigning to escort you into the square. <laughs> to stop you getting arrested. <laughs> so me, Tony and Sam and the wheelie bin with our new best friends, Dick and Andy, <laughs> walk into Parliament Square, which is now full of, oi, push, I've need it, Nick, oi, get out of it. We're walking through and Andy is going, where would you like to demonstrate, Mr Thomas? <laughs> How about over here? I said, that's not a very good place. He goes, not a very good vantage point. How about, that would be lovely. It's all right, it's legal, he's with us. <laughs> I just felt like the Noel Coward of protesters. <laughs> I should have been there in a smoking jacket. Not got your own escort, how about it goes? <laughs> so anyway, after the demonstrations, who phones up? Guinness World Records! <laughs> you are only looking at the world record holder for demonstrating. <laughs> And this says, this is the Guinness World Records certificate, the most political demonstrations carried out in 24 hours is 20 by Mark Thomas, UK, on the 9th of October in 2006. Each demonstration was approved under the Serious Organised Crime and Police Act. <laughs> and when they phoned up, I said, what's the catch? Because there's normally a catch. They said, well, all you have to do is provide us with your methodology. I said, well, it's just basically 10 minutes demonstration outside a different place, and you have to have a different theme, different idea behind each different place, and you have to get approval under the law. They said, that will do. I said, why do you want my methodology? They said, well, other people will try and take your record. <laughs> I said, take my record. They said, we will actively encourage it. <laughs> and I thought, when the Guinness World Record is thrown down a gauntlet to Tony Blair over freedom of speech, things are looking brilliantly interesting. <laughs> Anyone with a knighthood to be uh, followed round by a troop of wandering minstrels singing songs of their deed. This is a Voltaire quote, which is, it is dangerous to be right when those in power are wrong. You're basically calling on the government to utilise the talents of David Hasselhoff. 
I am asking the government to be more creative in the resources it uses to make the country a better place and solve the problems that we all have. Involving if, the Hof. If the Hof is part of that solution, then you know that would be great. But there's other ways too. What have you got here? Uh, ban walking. What's your telegirl training for all MPs? Public inquiry into the activities of BAE. What's your one here? Are you suggesting coconuts migrate? For me, I suppose the thing was summed up when I saw a woman in one of the demonstrations holding up a big banner and it just read, Will you stop inventing crimes? <laughs> Thanks ever so much for coming along. Cheers. Bye-bye.